Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and joining me for this special pre-season edition of the Norwegian Football Podcast are Greg Browning. Hi, Finn. Good morning. Yeah, hard, bro. <laughs> no idea what you've just said. And all the way from Norway, David Weatherston. How's it going? Yeah, I'm going well, thanks. Do you have any idea what Greg just said? Yeah, I think he was speaking German, was he? Google Translate's got a lot to answer for, I think. Uh, So here we are, we've kind of reached the start of the Norwegian season, we're only a couple of days away. How excited are we? David, first and foremost, a, a fantastic win. For Norway last night, and I suppose every football fan in Norway must be waking up with a, a bit of a hangover after that 9 0 mauling from Armenia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think uh, anyone expected them to win 9 0, but um, yeah, I think Armenia got quite an early red card, and uh, after that, um, yeah, I mean, Norway have got good goal scorers, so that's going to happen. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, I think I'm really excited for the league starting. Uh, on time this year for the first time in uh, three years. Yeah, let's let's not get, um, let's not tempt fate there, David. We've still got a couple <laughs> of days to go. Uh, Greg, you were saying this is life changing at least for the next what six seven months. Oh, Mondays are going to be glorious now. Monday afternoons, five o'clock, fill your boots. Yeah, um, thoroughly looking forward to it, and that will take us up to I think the twenty second of October. I think twenty eighth of October. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Sorted, and that's obviously going on a Monday. Obus League on Monday, we'll run through the, the kind of layout of the games and the fixtures and when they are. Appreciate we've been doing the podcast now in Norway for this is our third season now, which is fantastic. Uh, but there might be some new listeners, so we'll give an update later in the pod in terms of when the games are. OK, so we're going to just have a wee look pre-season, I suppose, and have a look at the, the first weekend's fixtures. David's got a few tips for us and a few ideas. But just taking a this podcast is really just to give people an idea of where things are at in terms of the latest year and we'll touch a wee bit on Obers League and David will talk us through things like who he thinks will win the title, who is likely to challenge for Europe and what we can expect from the teams that have come up from Obers League um, and we'll have a wee look at the Obers League itself as well. And David, just some housekeeping before we get started into the pre-season preview. Bodo Glimt still in Europe, quarterfinals of the Europa Conference League, and incredibly they've drawn Roma again. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely fate that uh, they've got Roma again in the quarters. Obviously, in the group stage, they absolutely battered them 6 1 um, at home, and they got a draw in Rome as well. So I think Mourinho will be desperate to uh, to get some revenge there. Just uh, really, really impressive to, to knock out first Celtic and uh, then. As Ed Alkmaar eh, over two legs, just uh, just really impressive. And considering the players they've lost in the winter, to to still be doing what they're doing is uh, yeah really exciting for for the future. I think. Yeah, and we'll maybe come on to it when we talk about who's likely to to take the latest season title this season. I just wonder if those rounds of, in Europe have helped Glimt uh, prepare for the league season. Obviously, some new faces brought in, they seem to have bedded in really, really quickly. Um, but we'll come on to that fairly shortly. I was just going to ask, 12-1, to 1, Bodo, to win the Conference League, are you having some of that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some good teams in there, isn't there? Um, and I think when you get to this stage, the teams that are still there want to win. Um, I mean, I wouldn't, I'd say they probably get 
one of the two teams that are definitely better than them in uh, mm-hmm. I'd say Leicester and uh, Roma. But uh, I mean, if they, you never know. You never know. No. What I would say with Roma is Roma probably improved quite a lot over the last couple of months. They're now into the kind of top five now in Serie A. Um, I think they won the Rome derby last time out really comfortably as well. So um, they are two teams that are familiar with each other, but I think it'll be a, a, a tough gig for, for Bode Glimt. Definitely. Yeah, obviously we, we wish them well and hope they get through. Um, we'll have a wee look at last season, Greg. Um, obviously you had mentioned the fact that there's, there's maybe some people tuning in for the first time to the Norwegian Betting Podcast, so welcome to those. Um, yeah, League was won by, by Glimt again for the second season in a row by just three points in the end. Yeah, it was tight in the end, just just three points, and again a further three points back to third place Viking, who had a tremendous season last season. I, I think in terms of the season before, I think obviously Bora Glimt had uh, smashed all footballing Norwegian records in terms of goals scored, points accumulated, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but to be fair to them, though, they retained their title, not in as much still as they did the previous season. I think they scored something like 40 goals less last season. Mm. Would have glimpsed. Um, I guess for Molda, probably disappointing for them. It's a fourth season out of five. They finished second. Uh, that other season, they did win that, the championship that year. So they'll be very keen. They've drawn the gap and closed the gap now on Boda Glimt over the last two seasons. And you have to say, it looks like a, a straight toss up between those two sides again. Uh, I don't think the bookies have much in it. I think both nine to four. Is that right, David, to win the league? Yeah, so nine of four, Glinta and Molde. Um I'd say that's quite fair. I think um Glinta have lost quite a few players. Molde um have appeared to have strengthened in some areas, but obviously they've lost Oe Omoy Wanfo, who was top scorer in the league last year as well. So I think um I think it's probably quite fair their the their level. I think uh, there's not a lot to choose between them uh, at this stage. I think at the bottom end, we had the most remarkable playoff match between Bran and Yerv uh, just before Christmas. So I think yeah. it finished one all at full time. Bran got a man sent off right after well, the first minute of extra time. Uh, Yerv went 3-1 up. Bran brought it back to 3-all. Uh, Yerv went up 4-3. <laughs> then Bran scored an equaliser in the final minute of extra time. And Yerv then went through on Penalties, so a bit of a roller coaster uh, playoff match. That yeah, was. absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, got completely battered for the full game. Uh, Brand just knocked in the door. They finally scored um, before the end of normal time. Then um, gave away a penalty, red card to Narhova, and yeah, three one down. Just incredible action in extra time. And then Robert Taylor, who probably, I mean, definitely Brand's best player, uh, missed the deciding penalty. Um, promptly has uh, moved on to, I think he's gone to uh, into Miami. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, re- really, really, really tough for Brand to take, considering how well they, well, how much they battered Yav. But, uh, Yav, yeah, first ever season coming up to Elite Series, so that will be interesting for them. Whooping boys? Uh, I think so. Uh, it's really going to be tough for them. They've got by far the lowest budget in the league. Um, 
they play on what can only be described as a disgusting grass pitch, uh, especially <laughs> at the stage of the for Hill, come on. Honestly, <laughs> think for Hill, and uh, yeah, that's how the season, that's how it starts the season. Um, yeah, it's a council-owned uh, pitch in Greenstaff, which is uh, just uh, south in the south of um, the country. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's going to be fun to watch some of the teams going and trying to play football on it. In terms of who else went down, we lost Stabek and Jon Dallin, who had an awful season last year. They were like 11 points from safety last season. But on the upside, we welcome into the league Hamcam, Olesund and Yerv. And I think Olesund, David, um, they pretty much romped the league last season, didn't they? Uh, no. Uh, Hamcam romped the league. Um, ah, sorry, Hamcam, sorry, apologies. Hamcam were excellent. Um, so Sheffield Rechtal. Uh, took over a couple of years ago and, and, and they, they were very well organised, very solid. I think they conceded something like 15 goals fewer than anyone else. Uh, they got ahead at the start and just just didn't look like losing uh, the league at all. I think they won by 10 points or something in the end. Um, yeah, just a really impressive season for Hamcam, but uh, unfortunately for them, Sheffield Rechtal um, has left. He's uh, He's been poached by Rosenborg in the winter, so... Hamcam will be coming in with a new manager uh, to this season. He's called Jakob Mikkelsen, a uh, Danish guy. So uh, that will be really interesting to see how they how they do with a new manager. But yeah, they were excellent last year. Just three defeats all season. Um, Olesund went up with them. Second place, pr- completely different. Just goals, goals, goals at Olesund last year. Um, both ends, both teams to score over two and a half goals was just about every week. Um, Sigurd Haugen. Uh, scored 21 goals for them. Um, he's he's one to look out for this year coming into Leeds. The two sides that came up last season, Lillestrøm and Tromso, both had really good seasons, didn't they? Obviously, Lillestrøm probably the surprise package, in my view, anyway, last season in terms of where they finished. They finished fourth, um, well ahead um, of well, 20 points clear of relegation spots. And Tromso, again, did enough as well to, I guess comfortably secure their passage into uh, this season as well. So it'll be very interesting to see how the three teams that have come up from the Obers League in this year do. But yeah, I'm hopefully all aboard the um apologies if there's any year fans listening, but the, the year of whipping train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say Hamcam were a, a podcast favourite a couple of seasons ago, Greg. They were not, uh, so, <laughs> not so much last season, but a couple of seasons. No, ago, a couple of seasons ago, when we first done the Norwegian podcast, they were for goals. I think we highlighted they were losing goals in the last minute of every match, <laughs> um, and they were scoring like three, four goals a match. So, it'd be great to see how they got on this year. Yeah, and David, kind of touched on a few kind of managerial changes. Um, who who should we be looking at? I mean, obviously, Bodo. There's been plenty of players in and out. We've discussed that in previous podcasts. Um, any other teams gone over some? some overhauls during the, the pre-season break? Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's been a, there's been a few uh, ins and outs, both of it, as you say, most, most uh, common. I think we've, we've covered that in the European podcasts. Yeah. But, um, I think Haugesund uh, are going to be an interesting one this year uh, in a bad way. They've lost probably the three best players from last season. Uh, Benjamin Tiedemann Hansen, their best sort of centre half captain, he's gone to the Molde. Uh, Christopher Velde and Niklas Sandberg were their two wingers who were very impressive last year. Um, they've both left as well. Sandberg's gone to Viking, Velde's gone to Lech Poznan in Poland. 
Uh, I think Howison's could be in a bit of trouble this year. And uh, another team that's uh, had quite a lot of change is um, Sandefjord. Uh, they have also lost their two best players from last year. Um, and uh, Christopher Norman Hansen and Vidar Ari Jonsson, they both scored a lot of goals last year for Sandefjord, which pretty much guaranteed them a really good finish in 10th place. Um, so they've yeah they've had to sign quite a few players and they've lost also when Bangomo's going to Glimt. Um, they've lost Cruz Riegler, uh, one of the defenders, uh, is going to Poland as well. Um, so I think Sandefjord uh, will be interesting to see as well because they've had a few, uh, quite a few changes. I think Haugesen is quite interesting as well, David. They finished the season in terrible form, didn't they? I think they only won one of the last 10 games. So we'll be interested to see how they start the new season. Yeah, I think Haugesund and Odd uh, are two teams that finished the season awfully. Um, so I think they'll need to kick on. Odd um, actually sacked their manager post-season as well. Uh, so Jan Frode Nornish uh, has left. And they've got in, uh, oh, put him in spot here, uh, Paul, yeah, Paul Johansson, I think he's called. Um, he... I mean, Odd looked really, Odd looked really good in pre-season, uh, and it looks like they've turned things around, and they look as if they're playing some nice football. So, uh, Odd, I think Odd will do better than they did last year. And is there anything you've seen in the Norwegian Cup games today or pre-season um, to give us give us some pointers before the start of the season? Uh, yeah, in terms of like formations and stuff, there's um, been quite a switch in formations for a lot of teams. Look as if they're going towards a three at the back. Um, Rosenborg traditionally a four-three-three team. Uh, religiously a 4-3-3 team almost. Uh, they look as if they're switching to a back three. Molde look like they're switching to a back three. Uh, Lelestrin will be playing a back three. They did that last year as well. Um, I think Strums Godset will be playing a back three. Tromsø will be playing a back three. So yeah, there's a big switch towards sort of back threes in uh, Norway as well, which is something we've seen across uh, across Europe, I think, yeah. uh, recently. Um, that hopefully bode well for corners then. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I mean, what we did see is we saw Bode Glimt uh, given Lee Listerim a, a good uh, battering 4-1 um, in the quarterfinal. Uh, they looked really impressive. And Lee Listerim, I have to say, I think they've strengthened despite losing their, their Thomas Lennon Olsen scored 25 goals, I think, last year for them. Uh, he's gone to, I think he's gone to UAE or Saudi Arabia or something like that. Um, so they, I think that though they have strengthened in a Lee Listerim, after fourth place last year, um, I think they'll be pushing again for a top uh, top five finish. Yeah, and I mean, Lillestrom historically do have a good heritage in, in Norwegian football, don't they? Yeah, they do. They've won the title uh, before. Um, I think they've won a cup. Nine, 1989, the last title. Right, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're a big club. It's a big... It's a big uh, Big city just outside Oslo, um, so yeah, it's it's traditionally one of the bigger clubs. Yeah, so I guess. Sorry, Greg, on you go. Sorry, just in terms of Rosenborg, um, David. So obviously, I think those that are not familiar with Norwegian football, Rosenborg are obviously the team, the biggest team in terms of people recognise, Champions League history, all that sort of stuff. This must be the what? How, how many managers have they had now over the last couple of seasons? <laughs> I'm starting to lose track. Yeah, um, they've had they've had Olga Harida, um they've had uh, Lajan and Nielsen. Uh, oh God, they've had at least five in the last three years, and this will be another one. So yeah, 
it's been uh, manager changes galore. Um, it's just bad enough for them struggling. not. It's bad enough for them not posing a title challenge, but to miss out on. I'm, I'm guessing they missed out on European places Rosenberg last season. Yeah, they did. On, yeah. So again, that's pretty grim for them in terms of um, expectations this season. What you could say is they've they've only got the league to focus on now, whereas Boda, yeah. uh, Moda Viking will have to focus on um, European duties as well. Yeah, and and actually. Rosenberg have gone through quite a big change this uh, winter as well. Um, new manager, new formation. Uh, there's going to be there's, there's a, a load of new signings they've brought in um, who should be part of the first 11, I would have thought. They've brought in um, a centre-back. Well, they've brought in two centre-backs. they brought in a, a midfielder from Ajax on loan. they brought in uh, Brian Fiabema, who is a young Norwegian who's at Chelsea. Uh, he's been brought in on loan. They've brought in a centre-mid from Brunby um, and basically they've got rid of their whole defence from last year, pretty much centre-backs. And Dino Islamovic, uh, <laughs> just just really poor signing of two years ago. Um, he's left. Emil Said, who scored goal of the season in the late season last year, he's gone to Sassuolo. Um, and yeah, there's just been a there's been quite a lot of change at Rosenborg, so it's, it's going to be interesting. The preseason has gone awfully. Uh, mm. They've been beaten by three 0 by Ranheim. They've been beaten three 0 by Raufoss, uh, two Oberliga teams. They've been beaten <laughs> by ah, um, uh, I think uh, Tromsø. I think beat them as well. Yeah, so it's been a really really. And they good go to Buda Glimt um, on the opening day. And they do, and <laughs> uh, it doesn't look promising. It has to be said. That can have brings us nicely on, I suppose, David. To who do you think will will win the title this season? Um, Glint won it by three points in the end last season, which maybe doesn't tell the whole story. They drew, they drew what, three of their last four games, um, which allowed Moda to close the gap a wee bit. Um, as Greg highlighted, they're both priced up at nine to four, so the bookies clearly can't separate them. Yeah, I've got Glint as slight favourites uh, personally. Um, I just think from what we've seen in Europe. Since they've come back, they look just as strong as ever. Um, defensively, they were by far the best team in the league last year. Um, and their style of play just uh, just translates to... like New, new players come in and, and the style of play just remains the same. And I think, I think what they have done this year is they've added depth. Um, and certainly in midfield and uh, in defence. And I, I just think... I just think they've got the slight edge on Molde, who obviously oh he's left. That's a lot of goals to refill, and they're changing their formation a bit as well. Um, they've not replaced Ohi uh, at all. They've not signed a striker. Um, so I just I just have glimpses to slight favourites. Um, I get the feeling as well, David, uh, that Viking are your yeah. favourite side. I, I think get, Viking. I get that feeling from you. Um, <laughs> I think Viking are going to be challenging this year. Uh, I think what we've seen in preseason is that they're, they, well, basically they've, they've improved their team and kept the players that they needed to keep. Um, the only one they've lost is Joe Bell. Joe Bell, one of the best midfielders in the league season last year. He's gone to, uh, I think he's gone to Denmark as well. Um, could be Brindby, actually. Um, and... Yeah, but they've still got Veton Berisha, who's probably the best striker in the league in Norwegian International. They've got a very good front three that are going to, I think, contribute a lot of goals this year. So I think Viking 
are definitely your third favourites. I know the bookies have got Rosenborg, but I think that's probably just a traditional uh, yeah. backing of Rosenborg. Uh, Viking from your definite third favourites. And uh, interestingly, some breaking news actually just in the last sort of half hour. Um, Volleringa look like they're going to re-sign Aaron Dinan. Uh, who absolutely love Aaron Dinan. He was at Volleringa last year, uh, left to go to Standard Lays last summer, but it's not quite worked out for him. He's just fantastic, uh, and Volleringa really missed him um, at the end of last season. So if he comes back to them, that that should that's going to be really exciting. And in terms of this season, so for those don't know the setup in terms of fixtures in Norway. Um, what you tend to find is you'll get one or two games played on a Saturday. Five o'clock on the Sunday is the traditional kickoff time for most of the games. So every Sunday at five o'clock, there'll be at least five matches kicking off, maybe six. And there's always usually a late night, seven o'clock Sunday night match. Uh, yeah, as you say, usually so 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 two games on TV Saturday for for me. That is uh, two games TV Saturday, and then the five games at five o'clock UK time, and then that last game on telly as well. So yeah, and uh, just this year, uh, Oberstligen are trying to have their own day uh, as such, and Oberstligen I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Played on Monday. Uh, the majority of them will be played on Monday, I think, this weekend coming. There's two on Saturday and one on Sunday, or one on Saturday, two on Sunday. But there's five on Monday, and Monday is going to be the traditional Obos uh, starting time. Uh, this, it's this, great. Uh, I haven't looked season. through the Obos League, and I think as well, as you say, if it's not a Monday, there might be some Tuesday games or Thursday games, but ultimately the majority of the games will take place during the week. Which yeah, is good. they're trying to, trying to have their own sort of day so that people watch the league. Yeah, uh, which is great. Yeah. David, I guess the, the 94 that you're getting on Bodo, the biggest risk to that is the possibility of manager Kiel Newton disappearing at some stage in the season, especially if they have even more success in Europe. Yeah, that that is that is the risk uh, you have to take. I think um, there's been interest. Rosenborg try to get him uh, in the summer, in the winter, sorry. Um, and I think other teams will definitely be looking at him. For what he's done in Europe and domestically, um, and I think if there's opportunities in the summer, I'd, I think he would find it difficult to turn down a really good opportunity um, abroad. And yeah, Glints would definitely miss him. It would just be a case of who would be the the, the progression. What would it be? Would it be in house or would it be someone else? Yeah, what's well, interesting you kind of touched on the fact that it almost doesn't seem to matter what players play in the system, but it's the system that's successful at Glint. And obviously their recruitment is obviously particularly good at finding players to play that system. So as long as they can uh, hold firm on that, then the loss of the manager might not be that much a blow if they can appoint from within. Yeah, I mean, that would be, it's just whether whether or not the, a new man, if it did come to that, would have the same... Um, Effect on players positively that see, he seems to have. Yeah, or well, hypothetical, of course, at this stage. Yes. Um, but uh, we'll have a wee look at the relegation as well, and it's no surprise to see the three teams that have come up from Oldest League and are favourites to go straight back down again. Yevon Hamcam, um, most likely to do so, uh, then all listened. Anyone else that we can expect to get involved in that relegation fight at the bottom? Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, uh, I think those three. Uh, for me, Sandefjord, Odd, 
Eh, no, sorry, no, no, not odd. Sandefjord, Haugesund, and maybe Tromsø. Um, I'd say those six would be the ones that could will probably finish bottom six. Um, I think Yerv are, yeah, as good a guarantee to go down as you'll get. Um, I just think I just don't think they've got enough quality at all um, to stay up. I think Hamcam are probably the best place. They've got a very good structure, solid defense, and I think that was very American, wasn't it? Solid defense. <laughs> <Steve>. <laughs> uh, solid defense, and I think that's a good place to build from. Um, they've got. It seems like they've got some uh, goals in their team. Christian Eriksen and Jonas Enkerud both scored, I think, 14, 15 goals last year in Obos. Um, so I think Hamcam are, are in a position where they can definitely compete. All the Suns, they have good attacking players, but we all remember, well, we might not, but we definitely remember how bad they were the last time they were in the latest stadium. I think they won two games all season. They conceded... 85 goals or something like that. It was something absolutely crazy. So, yeah, uh, Olesund, I think, it doesn't look like they've improved defensively from uh, that team. So, I think it will be difficult for them to uh, to stay up as well. But, um, yeah, yeah, for, for pretty much guarantees. And then I think the other five um, should probably be quite close. Um, mm. I was going to ask about your dark horse, and I wonder if that becomes Hamcam, are they most likely to surprise people this season or is there someone else we should be looking out for? Uh, yeah, I think Hamcam. Uh, I, I think they're just, they're just they're well organised. They've got a goal threat and it's pretty much the same team that, that won the league last year. Um, not a lot of changes, I think one or two. One or two changes. Sam Rogers, centre-half, has gone to Rosenborg. Uh, Rasmus Lindqvist, the left wing backs going back to Sweden, um, but I think they've replaced well. Um, I think they've replaced them well, and I just think Hamcam they look like a solid team. Um, other than that, yeah, it's hard to see anyone. I think it's hard to see anyone like really making a big jump. Um, I think Odd could be ones that I think Odd finished thirteenth last year. I can see them challenging for the top half this year. I can see them 8th, ninth, 10th in that region. And I don't know if that's a surprise or not, but uh, I can see odds definitely being better than last year. And the great yeah. thing for us is, obviously, the Norwegian football will see us through the summertime, um, which it has done through the last couple of seasons. But I think by the time that the majority of the kind of major leagues within Europe and England and Scotland finish, the Elite Azeria and Nobles League, they'll probably be match day six, match day seven, which is a great timing, to be fair, because at least at that point, you've got something to go on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I was just going to say, David, this is, of course, the segment of the podcast that we will rewind back to in October, <laughs> just <laughs> see, see how much uh, you actually managed to get right as Hamcam sit bottom of the table, 20 points adrift of any mm. team. Yeah, I know. <laughs> have some faith, surely. Have some faith. <laughs> you know how we could also I mean... record a section where I say Hamcam look like whipping boys and then we can just replay. The... Yeah, we'll do both. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, we know the squad and Fermlin have done it to us this season, so uh, it's, I, know, I know that it can happen. Uh, one other kind of market we wanted to, to cover off on in the week season was the top goal scorer market and I was having a look at the the top goal scorers from last season and if I'm right only two of them remain at the clubs that they were at last season six of them have moved on to pastures new and it seems like a surefire way to get a move is just to finish kind of near the 
the top of that top goal scorer league <laughs> in, in Norway. Yeah, as you say, as you say, so Ohi, on my 1-4 top scorer, he's gone to Red Star Belgrade. Uh, Thomas Lane Olsen, who's second top scorer, he's gone to, um, yeah, as I say, I can't remember, some some team out in the, the Middle East yeah. uh, area. Who else do we have? We have Berisha. He's Eric still Bottheim. there. Yeah, but she... So Eric Bottheim is an interesting one. He went to Krasnodar, yeah. uh, but he's since left because, yeah, because Russian teams, yeah. uh, f- understandably, are not holding on to their uh, foreign uh, assets. So Bottheim's currently not got a team. I think he's going to pop up somewhere. I'm not mm. sure where. Uh, it might just be on a deal to the summer. There is rumours that Glinks might take him back until the summer, which would be interesting because they have replaced him. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, Musha, Gabikenga, Vidar Jonsson, Ibrahima Kone, they've all left as well. So, yeah, Beto Berisha is the only one left. And it's not a surprise uh, to see him the favourite uh, in the market over here. I know you guys don't have um, have any markets for top scorers, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, I do. So I can run you through the top. Uh, yeah, so Beto Berisha's favourite. Uh, Runar Espeyord, who's glimpsed new signing uh, to replace bot time. Him and Pellegrino, uh, also with Bode Glimpse, are second favourites. And then you've got Vida Sharptonson uh, of Wallerenga and David, David Fofana of uh, Molde. So that's your, that's your sort of favourites. Um, for me, there is some nice sort of outside bets to look at. Um, I don't know if the markets will be available at all in the UK. But... Uh, Sigurd Haugen scored 21 for Olesund last year and he's been absolutely bang on for him in pre-season. He scored an absolute barrel load. He's 25-1, to 1, I think, to top score. I think he's going to be Olesund's main threat pretty much all season. And the other one is Tobias Lauritsen, who's done really well in pre-season for Odd. Um, last year he was kind of getting over a broken leg and he didn't look like himself, but he's really looked uh, good in pre-season this year. He's 35-1 uh, to 1 to top score. I think he's going to be odds main man up front this year, and if Enam uh, is going to score goals from, it's going to be him. So, a um, couple of outsiders, but yeah, Beton Berisha, now Norwegian international, Vikings top scorer last year. He's going to be the top scorer again this year. Hits penalties, does everything for them. Um, the only thing I will say is there has been bids for Berisha this winter that they've mm-hmm. turned down, mm-hmm. and there's a big chance he could leave in the summer. Uh, if the right offer comes in, so yeah, that's one to keep your eye on as well. Yeah, I suppose that's as we've highlighted the danger of any of these players who are hitting the, the top of that table. You know, there seems to be plenty of clubs hovering around, willing to pick up talent from the latest season. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely been a move towards uh, looking at the latest season, and I think there's been there's been so many players picked off recently. Okay, I think we've probably covered a fair bit of at least a season there. We're going to have a wee quick look at Oberstliegen. Obviously, three teams dropping down into Oberstliegen, Jondal and Starback and, and Bran. Um, who, in your opinion, is most likely to to go back up? Is it, is it Bran? Are they yeah. going to recover from that heartache uh, of the playoff? Yeah. Yeah, so Bran is definitely the one uh, who looks like they're set to go back up. They've not really lost anyone. Um, of, well, they've lost Robert Taylor and uh, Peter Strand, but they've strengthened by bringing in Nicolas Castro from Olesund, who is a really, really good player. Too good for the Obos League, and he was a player of the year there a few years ago. Um, and they just look 
as if they're going to be far too strong for everyone in the division. They've still got Aouna Hegebu, who scored a lot of goals at the end of last year in Elite Syrian, and he's a good young striker that I thought somebody might want to sign, but I think they were looking for too much money, so he's still there. We've still got a lot of uh, a lot of players that are too good for that level, and I just think they'll uh, I think they'll be too strong, and I think they'll score a lot of goals. Um, Bran are a very big club, one of the biggest clubs in Norway, so yeah, they shouldn't be they shouldn't be hanging about in that tier for too long. Anyone else we should be keeping an eye out in Opus League? Yeah, I mean, obviously Stabak um, have gone down as well. They've got a good tradition of um, young players uh, coming through there and it should be a good opportunity for them to, to to play some of the young players who yeah, might not have got an opportunity if they were in the top top tier. I think they'll still be quite strong. Um, not sure about Mjöndalen. Uh, they've still got Vegard Hansen in charge who's been in charge for years and years. Um, I think I, I think they'll do okay. I think they'll they'll still be up challenging. Um, out of the teams that were there uh, previously, I think Frederikstad and I think maybe San Nezuf could uh, be a wee surprise one. I think they could be up there uh, challenging for playoff spots. But yeah, I think. Um, and your local side, David, uh, stayed up by the stick of their teeth last year. Yeah, so sure does blink. Um, stayed up again through the relegation playoffs. Um, second year in a row. They lost 3-2 away at Hood in the first leg and then went home. And yeah, won 3 now in a really, really impressive performance. I was there. Um, it was a really good day. Um, and just a really good performance to stay up again, which is to be at that level. It's not a big club. And it's uh, really impressive. I think it's their fourth year in a row now in the Oberst League, so it's going to be great for them. They have lost their manager. Um, the manager has gone to Hamcam, actually, as an assistant. So he is no longer there, so they will have to do it again with a new manager. And Greg, you are super excited about Oberst League in this season. Um, is it just based on the fact that they're Monday night games? Well, two reasons. Number one, yes, uh, Monday night. Mondays are a terrible day. First day after the weekend, and nothing much to look forward to on a Monday, but we do now. And secondly, in terms of goals, it's a very high-scoring league. I think um, there's probably about four or five teams last season that were averaging probably not far off four goals per game. Uh, I think every single team last season averaged at least 2.5 goals per game last year, which is great. So hopefully the same again. I think start with the main ones. I think that they shipped and conceded 60 goals each, I think, last season start. So Steam and Ranheim as well. So lots of teams to look forward to, I think. And there'll be opportunities probably early on in the season to get involved in the goal markets mm-hmm. at a decent price. As the season progresses, you'll, you'll see those prices start to dwindle. But um, definitely an opportunity early doors. Yeah. OK, plenty to look forward to in August League as well. David, you've got a few bets lined up for us for the first weekend of action. I know it's always difficult as you know we wait for the leagues to, to settle down, but there's a couple of bets that have caught your eye. Yeah, uh, I think there's some really interesting prices this weekend. Um, Whipping Boys, yeah, of our favourites at home to Strum's God set, which I find really interesting. Um, I'll give that a miss just because I'm not sure what the pitch looks like just now. Um, but first of all, I'm looking at all the soon be Christian soon. So Christian soon, they're basically the same team as last year that finished 
sixth, I think they finished in the end. Yeah, they did. They finished sixth in the end. Essentially the same team. They're big outsiders to Olesund, uh, away from home. It's a bit of a, a derby um, down there in the, the West Coast. Um, and the double chance on Olesund is four to five, which I just find incredible to get Olesund draw or win. At that price away, newly promoted team. Uh, they've got the same team as last year, as I say, same manager. Um, they'll be very well organised, difficult to beat like they were last year. And I just think that that price for, for them, uh, double chance is just yeah hard to avoid. So just to be clear, it's Christensen that, are, that price? Christensen, Olsen, yeah. double chance so, away from all the Olsens, yeah. Yeah, OK, so that's it. That's one of the Sunday kickoffs at five? Five o'clock on Sunday night, yeah. Um, yeah. And the other one I'm looking at is um, Sarpsborg play Viking. As I say, Viking look very impressive in pre-season. They were pretty good last year, to be fair. They finished third, they scored a lot of goals. And I think as front threes go, Berisha, Trepic and Sandberg are pretty much as good as anyone in the league. And they're going to Sarpsburg this week, who I think Sarpsburg could do quite well this year. I think they, they could push um, they could push uh, top half again. And they've got a new manager called Stefan Bielborn from Sweden. He has gone on record saying he would rather win 4-3 than win 1-0. So he's going to be a completely different Sarpsburg this year. They're going to be very attacking, I think. So Viking to score two plus goals at 2.37, which is whatever it is, that and old money, 75-ish, I don't know. 2.37 uh, decimal for Viking to score two plus goals away at Sarpsburg this weekend, I think it looks really, really good. Yeah, and we kind of touched on earlier that opening game of Bodo Glimt v Rosenberg. How much will we learn from that opening skirmish for the season? Yeah, I think what we'll see is Rosenberg sitting pretty deep. Uh, pretty low block trying to counter attack I think that's what we'll see against Glint again this year something we saw last year um, I think there was a noticeable change in Glint games last year there wasn't the same number of goals um, than two years ago so I think we'll see something quite similar on Sunday um, I, th- I think Glint will be too good for them I think they've warmed up nicely with their European games and the cup games, Rosenborg have only had friendlies, which have gone really badly, as I say. So, yeah, I think uh, we'll see. I think Glimt will be too good for them, but I, I hesitate to, to go at the gold market because I just think Rosenborg might sit in and make it difficult for them. Yeah, Glimt are 8-13 to get off to the title defence with a win. So, interesting to see how that one goes. And you've got one more bet for us in Oberstligen. Yeah, uh, just on, on Bran. Um they are 19 to 20 away at Arnheim. As Greg was saying, Arnheim, one of the teams that shipped an absolute <laughs> battle of goals last year. I think they shipped 60 odd goals. And I think it was 62 goals they shipped in the season last year. Still got the same manager um, that finished the season last year. I think he took over last summer. Um, Bran should score goals. They've had a decent preseason. They've looked strong um, going to Arnheim. Don't see them having too much of an issue. Uh, I wouldn't, wouldn't put anyone off backing them to win at 19 to 20, but uh, four to five to score two plus goals. Uh, a team who just chips goals for fun. Um, I can. I think that's a very good price. And that was a bit you like to look off as well, Greg. Yeah, I agree with David. I think Brand do look very strong in that league. Uh, they're probably 
quite unfortunate they, they came down the way they did. Uh, but I think they'll have their backers to start off with. I also like the look of Storm's God set at year. I think the 74 is big. Yeah, but I, I think I'll probably just ease myself in to this weekend. But what I would say on the Elite Azerian kickoffs on Sunday at 5 o'clock, something that I do every week all season will be all five matches over 1.5 match goals. And we'll also be doing the early goal bet. So go in the first 10 minutes and the goal in the first half an hour. Um, we haven't landed the go in the first 10 minutes yet in the Elite Azerian, but we did land it though in the Obersligan last mm. year. I think that paid £1,200 for a £5 bet. So it's definitely worth doing every week. Uh, don't expect it to come in every week, but if it lands once, you're singing. Happy days. Can you just remind new listeners how that bet gets placed? Yeah, so it's normal with Bet365. Um, they'll offer a goal in the first 10-minute market. So you just roll up all five games and you do uh, a 50p accumulator, 30p fourfold and a 30p fivefold. So it's a £5 bet all in and you get a return back if there's at least three games with a goal in the first um, 10 minutes and you just roll up all five matches a goal in the first half an hour. That market appears in play. Okay, and cool. Again, that's something I'll be sharing on the channel throughout the season. Okay, good stuff. Uh, David, just going to recap those bets then. It was Christensen double chance at Olufsen, which is 4-5. Viking to score two or more goals at Sarpsborg at 11-8. And Bran to score two or more goals in Olufsen in the match at 4-5. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Good stuff. Great, thanks very much, guys. Um, of course, if you like what we do, then make sure you don't miss an episode of the podcast by subscribing to your preferred podcast platform, whether that be Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to the podcast. And of course, if you're on iTunes, then we'd really appreciate a kind review. Um, if you could spare a minute or two, that'd be great. Don't forget, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg. And if you're not already a member of his private channel, you can join us at gambler.co.uk. Um, there's a promotion on at the moment. If you join before the end of March, you can get your first month half price. And of course, for more Norwegian information, tips and previews, you can follow David on Twitter at dweatherston11. And don't forget, you can check out his blog where he writes regularly about the Norwegian game from a tactical and from a betting angle. Um, that's davidweathersonfootball.com. So make sure you visit that. And that's us for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your beds this weekend. Thanks, guys. Good luck. Cheers, guys. Good luck.